Good morning. Good morning. Hi, everyone. It is a little sad to see the end of a poet's letter through today's DT text,、uh, knowing that our passport would not have any more chance to say anything to us. Anyway, the letter ends with him talking about more personal stops, asking Timothy for bringing his cloak and parchments, greeting people, and exhorting to Timothy about bewaring of shady and wicked people such as Alexander the coppersmith. It shows Paul's faithfulness to the work of God. Paul was fully prepared for his departure from this life that might come soon. Yet he still worked hard and thought hard every day for the kingdom of God, as if he could continue to work. This is the spirit of faithfulness. Another point: For Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Demas' act of loving the present world and deserting his kingdom co-workers, and going to the place that suits his personal ambition and comfort, this kind of act could happen in many different forms. And it all could start with small acts of compromise and disobedience. When I was in college in Korea, in a college ministry group,、uh, we have a couple of upperclassmen, youngs, you know, older brother that we look up to. Those few youngs were sacrificial and genuinely cared for me and my friends. One of them went to Imperial College for his PhD study, which is in London, in the United Kingdom. We were happy for him and sent him as the first bivocational missionary from our group to London. A year later, around the Christmas time, he told us he would come out to Korea to spend time with us. Me and my friends were all excited to see him again. And a few days later, he told us he could not come anymore. What happened was that right before the Christmas break, his advisor asked him,、uh, "What's your plan for holiday season? Are you going to be busy?" To that he could not say, "Oh, I'm going to visit Korea to spend time with my family, also my friends in home church. They're looking forward to seeing me、uh, coming back." Instead, he said, "Oh, not much. I'm available if you want me to do anything for you." That was the beginning of his spiritual downfall. Ever since that time, he became more and more distant from us, and probably from God and the gospel as well. Of course, he's still a Christian. He's still going to church, and actually became a prominent scientist in Korea and teaching at Seoul National University. But somehow, our relationship was never the same since that time. I wonder what would happen if he responded to his professor's question with a little more faith and courage. Then, who knows? The course of his life and our relationship might have been different. And also here, you know, when Paul said, "At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that、uh, through me the message might be fully proclaimed, and all the Gentiles might hear it." It brought me tears. Wow! Indeed, to the end of his life, Paul cared about Gentiles who need to hear the gospel. Paul's mission and calling were rather different from other apostles. Holy Spirit somehow appointed him as a herald of the gospel for Gentiles. Because of his unique ministry for Gentiles, he had to go through so much troubles. Yet he did not give up. He did not complain. His heart for Gentiles was still there even to the end of his life. Literally, or enough for Paul's faithful ministry for Gentiles, 
Why not for those many missionaries who brought the gospel to strangers and foreigners by overcoming language, cultural, geographical barriers? I would not have received the gospel. Now it's my turn to be faithful to the work of the gospel for international students who might hear the gospel preaching if I continue to be faithful. Thank you. First question was, what are the facts about Apostle Paul's life? Uh, first is, Demas, in love with the present world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Christians to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. And Luke alone is with me, and Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. Surrounding these facts, what really stood out to me was how he was telling his story. It's just plain. There's no drama involved, and there's no self-pity, there's no bitterness. And he just says it very plainly. That really struck me this time. He says that Lord will repay him according to the deeds when talking about Alexander Coppersmith who did harm. And then he even says, At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. May it not be charged against them. He's saying, I forgive them. What they did was significant, but they're sinners, and I'm worried for them. I really hope and pray that God does not charge this against them. So he embraces and accepts all the abandonment that he experienced, all the rejection that he experienced, all the personal hurt and wounds. He embraces them all. He's able to be uh, really strengthened in the gospel despite all the pain and suffering. And that really stood out to me. I want to ask all of us, how are we processing our pain and suffering or any cost? Are we saying, oh, it's so hard and are we really dramatic about it or are we plainly able to embrace the suffering knowing that anybody who wants to live a godly life will receive persecution? And another part that really hit me was he's able to exercise his faith. He recognizes God in the middle of his abandonment, his middle of uh, suffering and trial, and he's able to say again and again, the Lord stood by me, strengthened me, and he will rescue me from every de evil deed. And I was really struck by that verse, but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me for what? We often say, wow, God really loved me, God answered my prayer, God strengthened me, and God gave me grace. And we say, wow, God loves me so much. And we sometimes end there, but he has another reason why uh, the Lord stood by him and strengthened him so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. We see how Apostle Paul does not take his life too seriously. He's just saying that in the, I'm in the middle of God's will and he'll continue to do what he needs to do and that's why he stands by me and strengthens me so that I can do the work that he has entrusted to me. And I thought, wow, what a perspective about his own life. Um, there's no uh, drama about the suffering that he's enduring. And he sees the bigger picture of God uh, really encouraging him and strengthening him to continue. One more thing I wanted to say is he is very vulnerable. And he says to Timothy, do your best to come to me soon. Bring Mark with you as he is very useful to me for my ministry. When you come, bring the cloak and the books, the parchments. Basically, Apostle Paul is saying, I need you, Timothy. I hope you could come. Please come. And I saw in him such a vulnerability and closeness. I thought it's a lesson for all of us. Uh, when we experience God standing by us and strengthening us, it means that we are able to be honest with the people around us and to say, 
I need you. And I think this is the kind of relationship that we want to have, the kind of closeness we want to have. So let's really practice uh, saying these things and be vulnerable. Okay, let's be vulnerable asking each other for help. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. that concludes our DT sharing. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.